Hello again, everyone. Welcome to Kicks and Dribbles. I'm Dan McClay. Bienvenidos. Bienvenidos. And bienvenido. Uh, talking about the old Jogo Bonito here every week on Kicks and Dribbles. Uh, got a lot to talk about today, so let's get right into it. UEFA Super League. We talked about it last week, uh, analyzed it, jumped all over it, and then guess what? It's gone. Yeah, uh, you, Super League apparently was a nice idea, and everybody was all gung-ho about it, and then all of a sudden it disappeared. Well, it turns out there is a contract, <laughs> that little piece of paper that keeps these teams in these different leagues, and uh, that contract can't be broken according to FIFA. So uh, the Super League has gone by the board for the moment. Uh, it's an idea. I guess maybe it'll turn up again someday, uh, but at this point it is no longer going to exist. So. Uh, forget about the Super League. I would, I would really like, you know, to have seen, for example, PSG against uh, Real Madrid, uh, maybe you know, twice a, twice a month, or something to that effect, um, and playing in their own league. It'd be kind of interesting. Now, obviously, uh, I think if you had a Super League, you'd have to charge some really um, high admission prices to get people in the stands because you have to pay these uh, players, uh, you know, the contract prices. So, whether it would work out or not, I don't know, but. Uh, UEFA Super League not not around anymore. Uh, FIFA has put a quash on it, and so um, it is now an idea that is, for the most part, dead in the water. Well, how about this? Mbappe, that's right, Kyrian, Mbappe to Liverpool. Hmm. Somebody snapped a picture the other day that showed up on YouTube of Mbappe doing uh, house hunting in Liverpool. Well, now, this could be kind of interesting, but Nothing has been substantiated at this point. Nobody has come forward and said, hey, Liverpool's going to shell out how many millions of euros to get Mbappe between uh, PSG to Liverpool. Jurgen Klopp hasn't said a word. Uh, nobody else is saying anything. So is Mbappe going to go to the EPL? Well, let's see here. Could it happen? What would happen to the EPL if Mbappe took his talents to Liverpool? Okay. Is there any team that can contain Mbappe? <laughs> well, in the uh, in the French League, they are having a problem containing him, although he is not uh, actually, for the most part, setting the league on fire with the number of goals. But let's, I will say he is a dominant force in any way, shape, or form you look at it. So if he went to Liverpool, I think the EPL would really be uh, set on its ear as far as having somebody that would, they would need to contain. Now, of course, Liverpool's already got uh, Salah from Egypt. And uh, if you had Mbappe and Salah on the same team, holy smokes, that could really result in some amazing numbers uh, down the line. So uh, nothing is confirmed. Again, rumor mills are flying. We're toward the end of the year, uh, a very, um, to say the least, uh, unique year of football. So um, Mbappe hasn't said a word. Uh, he continues to play for PSG. And so there's a possibility he may be uh, heading otherwhere. So keep your eyes open, keep your ears open, and we'll see what happens. All right, let's take a look at the past week, see what happened as far as uh, games are concerned and some unique uh, situations. Arsenal and Everton played on Friday. They played at Arsenal, and Everton got a, uh, an own goal from uh, from Arsenal and won the game one nothing. Wow, okay, that's a really blow to Arteta's uh, team to stay in the top 10. They're still there for the moment. So uh, I know he'd like to finish in at least the top 10 of the uh, EPL uh, for his first year and then uh, work on building the, for that uh, to something better next year. Everton won Arsenal nothing on Friday. Then Saturday, 
Boy, David Moyes has really done a great job over there at West Ham with the Hammers, and uh, he took a kind of a blow to his uh, efforts on Saturday. Uh, 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 Thomas Tuchel had Chelsea really flying high, and uh, they came away with a one nothing win over West Ham at the, at the, uh, the Hammers Stadium. So uh, West Ham still for the moment in that top five there in the uh, EPL, which is a great, obviously a great job that Moyes has done. But uh, Thomas Tuchel has got uh, Chelsea playing some really good football. Now, down in the uh, Spanish League, La Liga, how about Real Betis? They go into the Bernabeu. They are clinging on for dear life to that uh, Europa League spot there in La Liga. And Zidane is trying to get Real Madrid to win the championship. And these two teams tangled at the Bernabeu Saturday in Madrid. Came away with a 0-0 draw. But you know what? This shows that Real Betis can go toe-to-toe on the same turf with one of the top teams in the world. And this is what uh, Pochettino has done there at uh, there at uh, Real Betis. Amazing job. So 0-0 Real Madrid and Real Betis. Then Mines on Saturday over there in the Bundesliga. They're at home, and they beat Bayern Munich 2-1. Now, Bayern Munich has got some room to breathe and room to spare as far as uh, their championship um, uh, thoughts uh, because of the way that the Bundesliga points are right now. Uh, didn't really hurt them that much, but the fact that Bayern Munich lost to a team that's down in the middle of the table in Mainz uh, kind of hurt a little bit. So uh, Mines, I'm sure, was very happy with their effort. And uh, Bayern Munich is uh, probably just going to say, look, you know, we need to put this behind us and just concentrate on winning the games down the road so that we can lift that cup at the end of the year. In the Mexican League, we had the Battle of Monterrey. Uh, the city is still standing, last I checked. And uh, Tigres came away with a win 2-1. to one. There were two red cards in the game. Uh, both were issued after the 90th minute, one to each team. Uh, one was issued in the 98th minute. Kind of gives you an idea of how the game went. Although, really, the game was not that um, contentious a, a, a match. Uh, you, you expect with uh, the Monterey Derby, as they call it, uh, to be a lot of fouls, a lot of um, this, that, and the other. But there were only like 27 fouls called, which is not a whole heck of a lot. And uh, there were like only maybe six or seven yellow cards issued. So, for the most part, it wasn't that bad of a game, but uh, Tigres came away with a win, 2-1, to one, over Monterrey there in, uh, in northern Mexico. We will go over the Mexican standings here in a few minutes. On Sunday, Leeds United was home to Manchester United and held Manchester United scoreless. Also, Leeds could not get anything going, but you know what a, what a, what a good uh, tie here for Leeds uh, at home against a team like Manchester United, a team that obviously is respected and looked at uh, in a powerful way. Uh, Man City and Tottenham on Sunday played in the League Cup, and uh, Man City won the game one to nothing. But I don't know what happened to Tottenham Hotspur because in this particular game, there were some awful um, eye-opening statistics. For example, in the game, Man City outshot Tottenham 21-2. to I've never heard of a Josie Mourinho team getting outshot that much, ever. 21-2, to Man City outshot Tottenham. Inside the box shots, Man City 16, Tottenham 0. That's shots inside the penalty box. Corner kicks, Man City 8, Tottenham 3. So obviously Man City had the, the, the role of play or you know, could, could just do whatever they wanted to, but they could only get one goal. Uh, obviously 
uh, Tottenham Hotspur was on their uh, heels all afternoon. Possession, Man City 62%, and uh, Tottenham Hotspur 38%. Uh, League Cup final, Man City won, Tottenham nothing. Uh, kind of a lopsided game there at the Etihad. Okay, in other games, uh, Atletico Bilbao defeated Atletico Madrid, the leaders of the league right now, 2-1 to one there in uh, La Liga. And in the Italian league, oh, Roma, Roma really did, did themselves no good, not a really good favor, uh, losing to Cagliari 3-2. to two. Okay, so Roma is still up there in the in the mix, there in the top uh, top seven, top eight of the uh, Serie A, but uh, that was something they should not have done. They should have beaten Cagliari for sure. And then in the Mexican league, Toluca, pulled a real upset at home. They beat America three to one and it puts America kind of in an awkward position. If they're thinking about winning the title there in the Mexican league, we'll go over that there in a few minutes. Okay. Let's look at the leagues now from around the, uh, from around the uh, European area, as well as this, uh, this continent uh, in the MLS uh, in the East, we have uh, six teams that have uh, no losses so far. We're two uh, games into the season. So Montreal, Atlanta United, New England, Nashville, Orlando City, and Columbus are all at this point uh, undefeated, so to, so to speak. Um, in the West, we have the LA Galaxy, LAFC, Seattle C- Seattle Sounders, Sporting, K- uh, Sporting KC, Vancouver, and Real Salt Lake. All are uh, in the second week with no losses at this point. So the MLS continues on, and everything is fine with the MLS, knock on wood at this point as far as uh, COVID situations and lockdowns and canceled games and all that. All right, moving on to the Mexican League. A couple of weeks left in the Clausura. Uh, Cruz Azul sits on top at 40 points, America at 35. You see where that uh, loss by America to Toluca did not help them any, okay? So you got a five-point gap between Cruz Azul and America, two of the Mexico City teams that are going at it. Uh, This could be an interesting finish down to the end. Now, Puebla continues in third place. This team is just amazing. Uh, they've had a great clausura. They've come up the table. They started up in about oh, uh, eighth or ninth and have moved up the table as the season has progressed. And so they're at 27 points now. Monterrey at 25 and Santos there from Torreon uh, Coahuila is at 25 as well. Leon, 23. Toluca, 22. Atlas, 22. Chivas, 22. And Tigres, 22 points. Round out the top 10. Okay, in the EPL, Man City is at 72 uh, points with Man United at 67. Now, there are only about four weeks left in the season, if that, and five points separate the two uh, the two sides. So let's uh, let's see what happens and uh, see if maybe Man United can't make some, some noise. But Man City is getting ready to put their hands around that cup, uh, and I know Pep Guardiola can almost taste it. Brendan Rodgers has done a great job at Leicester City. He's still got that team in third spot. They have held third spot for a while. In the EPL at 59 points, Chelsea at 58, West Ham at 55, Liverpool 54, Tottenham at 53, Everton 52. And then how about Bielsa Marcelo with Leeds United? Uh, Just an amazing job, Uh, 47 points, and then Arsenal at 46. Uh, Bundesliga, Bayern Munich 71 points. As you can see uh, with Leipzig, they have a seven-point lead, uh, Leipzig at 64. So that loss uh, over the weekend, this past weekend, did not hurt them any, but um, it's something, you know, as, as a team, as, as a team, you take pride uh, in the fact that you can beat these teams that are farther down in the table. And uh, apparently Bayern Munich just had a hiccup, uh, didn't really uh, focus on the intensity that, that needed to be on the pitch. And so uh, they came up short. Um, 
Wolfsburg is at third uh, spot with 57 points, and then Eintracht Frankfurt at 56, Dortmund at 55, and they're holding right now that spot for the Europa League. Uh, Erlich Holland is still scoring goals. Uh, hopefully um, they can get a contract straightened out for him. I, there have been rumors about him leaving and going somewhere else. So we'll see if he continues with Dortmund. Leverkusen at 50, then Mönchengladbach at 46, Union Berlin at 46, Freiburg at 41, and Stuttgart at 39, round up the top 10 of the Bundesliga. Now, when we get over to Ligue 1 there in France, uh, it gets a little interesting. As a matter of fact, it gets real, real close, okay? Uh, Christophe Gaultier has done a great job this year at Lille. That's an understatement. He has kept this team right in the top spot or near the top spot for the better part of the year. They're at 73 points right now, Lille, and then PSG at 72, and Pochettino has done a great job there at uh, PSG. Monaco at 71. So you've got three teams that basically are battling for the top spot before the end of the year at Ligue 1. Rudy Garcia and Lyon are at 67 points, but you know don't count them out. Uh, Lyon has been playing very strong this year, and so Rudy Garcia is a, a very smart guy, and uh, they're, they're going to make it interesting before it all is said and done. Lons is at 56, so you've got a gap there of 11 points uh, after the fourth and fifth spots. Uh, Marseille at 55, Rennes at 54, Montpellier at 47, Nice at 46, and Metz rounds up the top 10 at 43 points. Okay, let's go now to Serie A. And uh, this is a really uh, good race here because you've got some spots that are uh, still up for grabs, and you've got a bunch of teams that are trying to grab it. Uh, Inter Milan still ahead at 79 points on top of the league. They're uh, nine points ahead of Atalanta, who have moved into the second spot. And uh, Inter better make sure that they uh, they keep winning because Atalanta will sneak up. This is a team that all year has been moving up the table very slowly, and now they're in second spot. They've jumped over AC Milan, AC at uh, 66, and then Napoli at 66. So that's the top four spots right there. That's Champions League. However, tied with Napoli is Juventus. And that's the Europa League spot, okay? So you've got uh, basically five teams uh, competing for four spots in Champions League, and then the, whoever's left over gets the Europa League slot. Lazio is at 58, Roma at 55. Trust me, the Roma people are watching the standings very closely, and they are pulling for their team because they don't want to finish behind Lazio. There's no way that they, they want that to happen. So uh, there's a big battle going on right there for pride, if nothing else. Sassuolo at 52, Sampdoria 42. Then uh, Ivan Juric has got Verona up in the 41st spot. The, the Croatian coach has just done a magnificent job at Verona this year with a very small payroll. Again, Ivan Juric doing a great job there at Verona. And uh, if they finish in the top 10, that would be a big hats off to him for that effort. La Liga down there in Spain, Atletico Madrid at 73, Real Madrid at 71, Barcelona at 71, and Sevilla at 70. Top spot, all four of them battling for it. Don't count Sevilla out. That is a good team. They're strong. They're young. And they could take over that uh, championship in a heartbeat. Atletico Madrid has got to watch their back. Okay? They lost that game. Uh, and so they that, that did not help their uh, efforts any. And so it's a, a wild scramble there at the top of La Liga in order to get that top spot. Now, in fifth uh, spot is Real Sociedad, but also Real Betis is right there. And that's a Europa League spot. Okay? Both of them at 50 points. So Real Sociedad and Real Betis are battling each other for that the Europa League spot in La Liga. 
Villarreal, though, don't count them out there at 49 points, and they're right behind, so Villarreal could make it interesting. Granada's got an outside shot at a Europa League uh, slot if they uh, pull off some uh, big, big wins. They're at 42 points, then Celta de Vigo at 41, and Atletico Bilbao at 41, rounding out the top 10 of La Liga. Okay, some great football coming up this week on TV. Uh, if you're still at home because of the pandemic and working from home, these are some games you may want to check out. Uh, we're down to the nitty-gritty in both Europa League and Champions League. Uh, the best teams are uh, getting ready to, to take tee it off and um, figure out who's going to make it to the finals. Okay, On Tuesday, 3 o'clock Eastern time, at the Bernabeu, it's Real Madrid and Chelsea. Doesn't get any better than that, okay? Uh, CBS Sports Network has got it. Again, 3 o'clock Eastern time on Tuesday. Then Wednesday, 3 o'clock Eastern time as well. PSG and Man City at Parc des Princes in Paris, okay? CBS Sports Network. These are two excellent football games. And uh, if you get a chance, uh, you know, turn on turn on the TV, turn the sound down. Uh, you're going to see some great, great football, and uh, these are going to be excellent. Now, remember, these are all first leg, okay? These uh, first leg games. Then the following week, we'll have the, you know, the return uh, thing, uh, Chelsea will be hosting Real Madrid, and then Man City will be hosting PSG. I, I, I'm going to look here at strategy. I'm going to tell you right now that both these teams, Real Madrid and PSG, need to take advantage of the fact that they're at home and they need to score goals. Each team needs to get at least two goals before they go to on the road to the other uh, to the other stadium. So uh, if they want, if PSG and Real Madrid want to meet in the final, they need to you know make hay while the sun shines, as they say in their home stadiums, okay? All right, also Wednesday at 7 o'clock uh, Eastern time, uh, if you're in, if you're interested and you have B in sport on your cable, uh, River Plate will play Junior. This is River Plate from Buenos Aires and Junior from Barranquilla, Colombia. Two excellent, excellent South American football teams. And uh, I would highly recommend watching this game if you want. 7 o'clock Eastern time, River Plate and Junior on B in sport. Okay, now on Thursday... Uh, Europa League action, and this is we're getting down to the nitty gritty in Europa League as well. Uh, Three o'clock Eastern time on Thursday, Villarreal hosting Arsenal. Uh, this will be leg one, and that's on Galavision. And then at uh, three o'clock Eastern time, also on Thursday, Man United hosting Roma. That's T U D N U S A. Okay, now they're both Spanish networks. So uh, if you if you don't understand Spanish. Uh, just turn the sound down, but these are excellent games uh, and excellent uh, matchups. And again, these are the first legs of these games. So Villarreal and Man U have got to do what they got to do at home uh, in order to uh, kind of preserve their preserve their uh, advantage, you might say, uh, going into the next leg. So uh, Arsenal and Roma each have, you know, being on the road, they're going to have to at least get a goal uh, before they go back to, uh, to home and uh, host the, the, the return leg. And so uh, these games should be very interesting. I like Villarreal. They're a good team. Miguel Arteta, though, has got Arsenal playing very, very well, very smart. Uh, Man U, what can you say? Old Gunner's done a great job there. And Roma, whoo, what a team this is. But Roma, I think, is more concentrating on on, on uh, Serie A. And so I hope that uh, they put their mind and get their uh, heads on straight for this game uh, with Man U because uh, they need to at least get a goal at uh, Old Trafford before they come back to the Olympic Stadium there in Rome. Now, also on Thursday, again, uh, Copa Sudamericana is going to be uh, playing with a couple of games. But one of the games that stands out at 6.15 Eastern time, uh, this is going to be uh, Corinthians from uh, from uh, Brazil going up against Peñarol. 
these are two excellent soccer teams as well. Uh, Copa Sudamericana competition. Glad to see this is up and running. And so uh, they're going to play on Thursday at 6.15 Eastern time. That'll be on BN Sport. Then on Saturday, uh, you got three La Liga games from Spain back to back to back to back. Uh, and that'll be on uh, on BN Sport. And then uh, 10 MLS games will be on Saturday as well. Uh, they're on ESPN+. Plus. Also, uh, there'll be local uh, uh, games carried uh, throughout your local cable system. I noticed that uh, in the Houston area, uh, the Dynamo game is going to be on Univision on Saturday. So uh, check times and local listings, but there are 10 MLS games on Saturday and uh, a triple header of La Liga action on Saturday as well. Uh, don't miss that. Very good. Well, that does it for being uh, for uh, kicks and dribbles. My goodness, uh, what a week it's going to be of soccer. We've got some great competition coming up. Don't miss it. Uh, some The uh, races are coming down to the absolute end uh, as far as the league is concerned. And, of course, now once we finish with the leagues, then we're going to start looking at the qualification uh, going on for uh, Cutter 2022. Uh, we've got CONCACAF that's going to be coming up, as well as the African competition that we're looking forward to starting in June. And uh, we're going to have also have um, a ball competition from South America, which will take place as well. And I, I, unfortunately, you know, I don't think they're going to have fans in the stadium, but at least we need to get the uh, teams ranked and figure out who's going to play who. So uh, that will be coming up later on this year. This is going to be a great um, rush down to the end for Cutter 2022. We're going to have some great, uh, competition going on, and also there's some teams out there that I think are going to get ready and want to jump up and grab the opportunity to get to that final leg of the World Cup. Kicks and dribbles. Uh, it's always glad to have you in. I'm Dan McClay. Merci beaucoup. Muchas gracias. Muito obrigado. And muchas gracias. Uh, Lauren McClay is our uh, technical producer, and John Dang handles our sound, and DC McClay is in our ideas department. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you again next week, and in the meantime, don't let your life have too many yellow cards. <laughs>